Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm sharing some mood-boosting tips for those January blues. Whether this is for you personally or for encouragement in your team and in your workforce, definitely have a listen for some easy to implement activities and things to do that will cover each of the four chemicals that I frequently refer to as feel-good chemicals. And this is not about putting more on your to-do list. So do make sure that you listen right to the end for my top tip if you're going to do just one thing that will hit at least three and sometimes four of those chemicals. So enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm that help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, I've had a few emails and calls recently from people who are finding things really difficult and know that those difficulties are affecting their performance and affecting them individually. People are getting in touch for their own help because they're feeling burnt out, stressed, overwhelmed and finding that their work and lives are unsustainable. I've also got people talking about wanting to leave their professions especially a lot of HR people, but not exclusively, because it's all feeling too much. So Neve, a HR manager, said, I was in a difficult position job-wise and mentally, and Emma was a welcome listener who provided sound support and advice and helped me to reframe my issues and how to approach them. I'm now in a much better place and have secured a fantastic new role because my confidence grew too. Emma's support was so helpful and appreciated during this time. I would seek Emma's support again. If that sounds a bit similar to you, then please do get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com or go over to my website where you can book straight into my diary to have a call and see how I can help you. Now, excitingly, this month I'm almost fully booked for January to deliver workshops that are happening online and in person. If you're quick, you can talk to me about what I can do to help your organisation or individuals in your workplace so that they have proven tools and techniques to improve performance, create healthy work-life boundaries, boost resilience and so much more. There's still place in February too, but bookings are coming in all the way through to April, which quite frankly, after the pandemic, Um, is amazing for me. So thank you to those who trust me to support you in this. Do get in touch if you think I can help you in any way. Now, finally, I know you're probably sick of hearing me ask this, but please do hit the subscribe button and leave a review too. It helps enormously for the podcast host places to know what you like and importantly, to share with other people that might be interested. 
So welcome back listeners. Today I'm sharing mood boosting tips for January. It might feel like a time to hibernate and stay inside with the damp cold weather and I freely admit that I'm not a lover of winter but your people are also struggling with the length that January feels like it just goes on forever. The credit card bills coming in from Christmas spends, apparently that's what contributes to Blue Monday and so I'm here to share some easy and simple ways that you can boost your mood and you can ensure that your workforce, that your teams are doing things that are going to be helpful for them too. Quite interestingly, recently I read that in winter the average person is 40% less active than in May when rates of activity are at their highest in the UK. And this study that had been carried out, I couldn't find out who had done it, but they tracked the mental well-being of 2,000 UK adults and found that those with active lifestyles reported well-being scores that were 25% higher than those doing little or no physical activity. Now, don't switch off when you hear the word physical activity. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to go out there and run a marathon or join a gym. Um, in fact, I never advocate people to sign up to New Year's resolutions. It's not the time of year to do that. That's almost like setting ourselves up to fail. But we can do smaller tasks and activities that will help to boost our mood in a way that is, you know, that feels achievable um, and that is actually really, really helpful rather than hard work and demoralizing, quite honestly. So since I've already mentioned about physical activity, let's look at endorphins first. Because when we exercise, we release endorphins, which are known to be a natural painkiller. And they're really great at sending feelings around that reduce feelings of discomfort. So like I said, it doesn't have to be a marathon. A walk on a crisp, sunny day is my favourite winter thing to do. If I'm going to do anything in winter, I mean, those that know me well will know that well, I'm just a sun worshipper and I love the su summer. But a crisp sunny day also means that you get to see daylight. So even if it's a walk in your lunch break, and I'm sure there'll be people out there that need some help with my boundaries about taking an actual lunch break, but there's loads of good reasons why you should. But other things that release endorphins are laughter. You'll also know that I love a good laugh. Um, it really does boost your mood. Dark chocolate is another favourite of mine. So my endorphins must be absolutely through the roof. Um, and so are some of the other more traditional self-care activities, such as having a massage or taking a hot, relaxing bath. Those are things, you know, I often say self-care is not just about scented candles, but it is about making sure that we put in things that help to warm us up, that help to kind of nourish us, that help us to feel comforted. So endorphins are the thing that do that. Now, let's talk about some other chemicals that are helpful too, because I know you'll often hear me talk about, when I generalise them as feel-good chemicals, but there are specific ones that are helpful for you to know about. 
So if we look next at dopamine, now when we are stressed, our dopamine levels go down. And then that means, so your body is, your brain and your body is like really good at trying to fix you all by yourself. So what it means is that you instinctively seek something to help you feel good. Sadly, that often means higher levels of things that give you a boost that are not necessarily good for the long term. So in my resilience workshops, I often, and even in my stress workshops, I often talk about how we look for crap. So the carbs and refined sugars, alcohol, processed food, spells crap. So basically, we drink too much, we eat too much rubbish, you know, reach for kind of sweet stuff um, to try and boost those feel-good chemicals. And there are better ways to do that. Now, I'm not being... um, miserable and telling you not to enjoy some of those things but it's about that recognition that these things don't always help uh, in the long term they just give you that quick fix thing okay so dopamine is the reward chemical so look to get a boost from other things such as a treat in some way but perhaps not food or not too um, excessive amounts so I often buy myself flowers and it's not just about the buying the flowers it's about each time I look at the flowers in the vase I get a kind of ooh feeling but you can also you know send a treat of some kind to someone else or to people in your team Listening to music is another thing that boosts dopamine. I often recommend that people create a playlist um, so they can have a playlist of upbeat music and maybe a bit of dance music and stuff like that or you can have calming music on those playlists and then you pick different ones depending on what it is that you need. I even recommended to a client recently that they find some classical music that they like because it's incredibly calming when they are feeling very stressed and overwhelmed. Now, we're not often that enthusiastic about going out in January, or certainly I'm not, and then especially with COVID. But going out with friends or arranging something like an online quiz. We did this with our friends um, recently and then we've set a date in the diary for another one. It's another good way to boost your dopamine levels so that you get that reward chemical of the interaction and connection. Speaking about connection, I'm going to talk about oxytocin. This isn't often talked about because it's also known as the love chemical. And so, especially when we're in workplaces, you start to go, oh yeah, the love chemical. And people are like, hang on a minute. I don't need an office romance. Thank you very much. But I first learned about oxytocin when the girls came. So it's the chemical that is released with love, connection and kindness. So it's not just the love chemical but it boosts that feeling of being kind of you know loved um, and valued now obviously as I've said you don't need to fall in love with everyone in your office or the neighbors or the people that you spend time with but do remember the aspects of connection and kindness too so perhaps you can create some acts of kindness maybe it's just making a cuppa for somebody or sending a gift 
or send some recognition or pay somebody a compliment that's in your workplace. It wouldn't be right if I didn't mention my chief wellbeing officer in the mentions here. Cuddling an animal is brilliant for boosting oxytocin and calming us down. So Charlie is available for this if you would like to, uh, you know, pop around or even get some Zoom type cuddles. Just give me a shout. Um, Dolly, the apprentice, she's also very cuddly, but she'll just lick you. Um, we're working on that one, but, you know, that's getting a bit over familiar in it, and we don't want any of that in the workplace. <laughs> so, of course, you can cuddle another human. Sometimes I ask hubby for a cuddle and he'll go, why? <laughs> and I say, well, no, no reason, just because I want to. Um, obviously, don't do that so much in the workplace. But it's been much harder too, hasn't it, with social distancing and things. And we've almost forgotten or got out of practice with those cuddles and connections. So do make sure that you're getting that connection in some shape or form. Now, the big one is serotonin. Serotonin is the key hormone that stabilizes our mood. It creates feelings of well-being and happiness. It's the happy hormone. But this hormone impacts on your entire body. It enables brain cells to rejuvenate. It um, helps with the nervous system and the brain and the nervous system communicate with each other with serotonin and then it also helps with sleeping and eating and digestion because basically you've got your brain and your body working together so the big things that work for serotonin is about getting out in sunlight so i've already said about going for a walk in daylight open the blinds as much as you can when you're in your office or at your desk or even if you can and you're working from home, move where you sit to be in a brighter place. I know you've got to think about how it reflects on your screen and all of that stuff, but I had to do that too. I was working in the dining room and it was actually quite a gloomy corner that I realised. And so when I moved, granted I moved into the garden room and nicked the husband's man cave, um, which I'm incredibly impressed with myself about, really. Um, but it massively changed my mood and my productivity because it's lighter and it's brighter and it's painted all white and things like that. The other things that you can do are getting a massage or getting exercise so that you can see then that there's a crossover of these with the other chemicals that I've mentioned. So if you do these sorts of things, getting out, getting out in daylight, getting a massage, you know, you're getting a double or even a triple whammy of these chemicals. The other big thing that is the serotonin releaser is about remembering happy events. So when I work one-to-one -one with people, I often guide them through a visualisation of a happy or safe place or a happy or safe event. And then you can sort of come back to this in your mind any time that you want a boost of feel-good chemicals or a way to feel calmer or safer or more comfortable or more relaxed or whatever it is that you need, really. It can fit anything. So let me know if you want me to send you an audio of that guidance and relaxation. You can email me emma at emmalankton.com. 
However, I also mentioned earlier about going out with friends. And when you do that, you know, or, or just meeting up with them online, phone call, Zoom or whatever, you can also possibly be sharing memories and stories and that works just as well too. So, the different ways that we can release endorphins, dopamine, oxytocin and serotonin are there for you. And of course, there's loads of other ways as well. But those are kind of quick and easy ways that I find are good for building into my day and my routine. Now, I said at the beginning that I'll tell you that if you do just one thing, it's going to hit at least three, if not four of those chemicals. And that thing is laughter. Laughter can alter dopamine and serotonin activities. But also, the endorphins that are secreted by laughter can be really helpful when people are uncomfortable or in a depressed mood. Then again, if you laugh with your friends, you know, or your family, then you're also going to be releasing oxytocin. So if you do one thing of this, try and laugh a bit more. Um, find things to laugh about, watch a good comedy, share daft jokes, however daft they are, whatever you need to do to boost those feel-good chemicals. Laugh with your team, give them some fun so that they really boost those feel-good chemicals. So, if your team or your workplace does need to seriously boost their mood, their resilience and their feel-good chemicals, do get in touch with me. We can talk about different ways that that can work. If you've got any further questions about this podcast episode or anything else that I can help you with, get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com. I'm always happy to answer emails or hop on the phone to answer questions. So then I wish you a very happy January. I'll be back next week. Bye for now.